Well, in some of your Bibles, you might have a heading that says the road to Emmaus in that story. And so I thought, since we're all together on this intergenerational Sunday, I thought, hey, let's go on a road trip. Woo! Road trip, road trip, road trip, road trip, road trip. Good. <laughs> um, so think about, when you think about road trips, do you, do you go to a happy, glad place, or do you go to a sorrowful, sad place? And I want you to pause and maybe just try to pick both and think of that glad place, maybe the greatest road trip that you've ever been on with friends or family. Just savor that. and mm, If I could bottle it up, wouldn't that be fantastic? Or maybe the saddest or most disappointing road trip you've been on. Because we know life is full of joy and sorrow, right? I was thinking about, uh, for the glad one, I was thinking about when I was 11 years old, and um, we would drive through Crow's Nest Pass, because I was born and raised in Lethbridge, Alberta. We would drive through Crow's Nest Pass on our way to Fernie. And there was this town called Bellevue, which I don't think exists anymore. It does? Okay, our Crow's Nest Pass expert has affirmed that. Okay, so Bellevue still exists, but I don't think the Bellevue ice cream parlor still exists. It does? (laughs) This is good comedy, isn't it? Aren't you glad this is a live show? Um, Okay, well... (laughs) This is still a glad memory, so this is good. I could actually go back to this place theoretically. But Bellevue had this magical ice cream place where I knew that my dad would stop on the way to Fernie. And they had these soft-serve cones that were about the size of my head. They would just make them swirl and swirl and swirl forever. And I always knew that that road trip was going to be the greatest road trip, not only because camping in Fernie is great, but because we would stop at that Bellevue ice cream shop. That's my glad memory. Now, my sad memory is also in my childhood, probably 10 or 11 years old, and we had a Fargo van, a 1969 Fargo van, which was basically this box cube on four wheels. And... um, We drove all the way from Lethbridge to Vancouver to go visit my favorite aunt in this jalopy of a van. And um, as we were coming down the Coquihalla Hill that leads to that small town called Hope, which is an interesting name for that place in this story, um, the engine cut out on Fargo. And so all I can remember is my dad trying to stay cool, but basically driving this thing like a go-kart down the road, trying to get to hope. And he did. He made it to hope. I think we had to push the final uh, 20 or 30 meters into a gas station that also had a mechanic. But um, there we were, broken down in hope. (laughs) And uh, I was full of sadness and sorrow because we were so close to Auntie Terry's house. She lived in Richmond. So we're so close, but we're so far away from getting to that magical place of Auntie Terry's house. Well, today, we're on the road with these two disciples who we know one name for sure was Cleopas, but the other in our uh, Reader's Theater scripture reading, we named Anna. 
And there's some historical background to that if you do a bit of digging. But Cleopas and Anna are on the road. They're walking away from Jerusalem. It's about a 10-kilometer walk to their house in Emmaus. And 10 kilometers is probably like walking from here to Ikea if we just went as the crow flies. Um, So they're on this walk. But we read that they are sad. It's the saddest road trip of their lives. And one of the phrases that jumps out in that story is them saying, but, but, but we had hope. One of the saddest road trip uh, tales that we could ever, or, or, or words that we could ever witness. But we had hoped. Because they were talking about their friend Jesus, who had given them so much energy and vision and renewal and hope. But they'd witnessed on this weekend that they're just recovering from, they witnessed Jesus being betrayed, Jesus suffering at the hands of the evil empire, and Jesus dying. And now he was in some cave, tomb, in the Judean countryside. And so they're trying to work through this, saying, but we had hoped. And so with tears in their eyes, they're warmly surprised by this person, this stranger who comes alongside them and offers this gentle, easy, kind-hearted conversation. What sort of things are you talking of? And they pour out their heart to this stranger on the road. I wonder if you have a hope giver in your life. Do you have someone who gives you hope? Someone who's an encourager, someone who gives you that pat on the back when times are hard, that one who comes alongside you. And can you imagine these two who have lost their hope giver? But this stranger continues journeying with them, and they pour out their story, and then he actually says something pretty bold to them. Oh, you foolish ones. And he probably said that, when I hear Jesus saying this, he, he said it in the nicest way possible. Maybe it's like your parent saying, Oh, you silly goose. You shouldn't have put the peanut butter in the tuna. That's not going to taste great. And so I imagine Jesus just going, Oh, you silly gooses. Are you slow of heart? Don't you remember? Don't you remember what the ancient stories talk about? The ancient stories, the Old Testament say that, yes, there's going to be this Messiah, this hope giver. And yes, he may walk through the valley of the darkest shadows, but he will return. And so these two sad road travelers are having their minds blown. What could it be? It's like when you're weeping and a good friend comes alongside and tries to cheer you up. Cleopas and Anna, you might imagine, try to muster a smile. They're intrigued and they long to spend more time with the stranger, so they invite the stranger into their house. And it's when they sit down for a meal together that things get really fantastic. Because we read in the story that Jesus, or this stranger, took bread, 
He blessed bread, he broke bread, and he gave it to them. And in that taking and blessing and breaking and giving, the eyes of these two dejected disciples are opened. And they see Jesus. He is risen indeed. And their minds are blown. Their hearts are warmed. And we read of that phrase, were not our hearts burning within us? While he talked to us on the road as he was opening the scriptures. So that's good news for us. When we gather as a community of faith, as we talk of the scriptures, as we journey together, and especially on a communion Sunday, when we get to gather at the table, we believe that Jesus is here. We believe that the risen Christ, by the presence of the Spirit, and even in the bread and the cup that's poured into us, this bread that we eat, we believe that Jesus, in a very special way, is near to us and ministers and gives hope renewed to us. So I don't know where your sad road trip story went, but did it get any better? Was there any point where it got better in your sad road trip story? Because I hope so, because for me it did get better. Because it turned out that just... Uh, a block away from this mechanic who was inspecting the Fargo van, there were the red and white stripes of the colonel. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. And, and in, in the 70s, when I was a kid, going to see the colonel or getting a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken was like, like finding gold. And so my mom, knowing how sad and dejected I was, said, let's go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I think she said something like, and you can order whatever you want. If I was my mom at that moment in time, I would have said that. So that's how I'm remembering it. There were no holds barred. I got to hang out at Kentucky Fried Chicken and fill my face. And so I hope your sad road trip story has a happy ending. But... The good news is that at the table, every time we come to the table, there's a good news ending for us. No matter what state of mind or what frame of heart you come to the table today, Jesus is here. Jesus, the risen one. Jesus, the one who offers healing and hope and love and grace and forgiveness is here. And so every time we gather at the table, it's a place of turnaround. It's a place of hope. It's a place of healing. It's a place of encouragement. It's a place of restored life and presence because Jesus meets us here. And so I encourage us all, this this monthly gathering that we Baptists do at the table should be one of the high points of our month where we gather at the table, we eat of it together, And we know that we can every time encounter the risen Christ. As we continue to prepare our hearts for the table, will you pray with me just a very short prayer? A prayer that reminds us of Jesus' presence with us. Oh, and I want to, sorry, I'm going to invite you to open your eyes again. Remember that we have this banner 
Have you seen this banner above the baptistry? The hands of someone, maybe Jesus, breaking open the bread. Did you all know that that banner was that? And so, I hope even in the light of today's story, that breaking of the bread has a renewed presence for us. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, like Cleopas and Anna, we plead with you to stay with us. Be our companion in the way. Warm our hearts. Awaken hope so that we may know you again as you are revealed in these stories of Scripture and the breaking of the bread. Amen.